All right, we are recording. Uh, welcome to episode two of the Chicago Wedding Podcast. I am Peter Gubernat along with Jay Vignali. Hey there. And we're going to be talking about a couple different things today. We're going to talk about um, alcohol consumption oh, at boy. weddings. Yeah, everybody loves to have a good drink or two. Oh, man. Um, we're going to talk about parents. And we're going to talk about... A sticky situation. <laughs> parents are always a sticky situation. Um, and the last thing we're going to talk about is speeches and toasts. Mm. So let's let's just dive in. Um, let's talk about alcohol. Yeah. Like, what is a wedding without a big party, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the problem becomes... The, the issue starts to happen when people drink too early and oh, yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember one of my grooms uh, was so drunk that he threw up at his head table during the best man speech. Oh. oh yeah. Um, did they have a videographer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all captured. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, he just kind of leans over to the side and just yacked. Yeah, right so that, that kind of takes us immediately into what we want to talk about. And, and what that is, is the question is, how do you want to remember your wedding? You are spending a small fortune for a photo, for video, uh, for all of your, for everything, for everything, the whole wedding to be there for you. Yeah. And as, as the groom or as the bride, do you want your wedding to be remembered as classy or trashy? Um, um, you are, Half of my volume. Bring your mic closer to your to your face, like way closer. Like I'm almost touching it. Like, my my beard is touching it now. Okay. Yeah, I'm touching it, and I'm like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? Is that better? Uh, I wonder if it's because can... I have a longer cable than you. Do I? No. Same, same length. Same cable. Same length. Yeah. Uh, no, just talk a little louder. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> You're just... also catching me after a concert. Oh. Yeah. I I did like. Scream my voice out last night, so it's all good. It's all good. Okay. Um, yeah. So the I guess the question, uh, you know, again is how do you want to remember your wedding? Do you want to remember it as classy or or trashy? Um, you definitely don't want to be caught in photographs or in video um, being sloshed. It just uh, it doesn't look good, and um, that's not the way that you're going to want to remember your wedding. Yeah. Do Do you know what's worse than a drunk groom? A drunk bride. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That absolutely. is the absolute worst thing ever. Yeah. So quick story. Um, you know, we are photographers. Um, and uh, about a month ago, I had a bride that about halfway into the reception coverage, uh, I stopped shooting the bride because I knew that every photo that I was going to take from that point on um, was not going to be that of fun and celebration, but rather a very, very sloppy bride who yeah. clearly had a bit too much. Yikes. Yeah. Was it like a little bit too much or was it like, no, way no, it top? was, it was way too much. Cause um, I, I've shot weddings where, um, the bride had so much that all of a sudden she was gone and I'm, you know, shooting the reception, can't find the bride. Yeah. Trying to get some bride and groom dancing photos. Right, can't right. find the bride. And I find out she's done. Like she's gone for the night. Yeah. She's she, she did an Irish sleeping. farewell. Is Irish that what that is? Fa- that's what that is when you don't say goodbye 
and you just go to bed. They call that an Irish farewell. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's that's funny. so funny. Yeah, so she was gone, and um, this has happened a number of times. And you know, I like I have feelings on this topic. Um, obviously, my feelings are my own, and it's your wedding. Like, how do you want to yeah. experience your wedding day? Um, I am all for having a good time and having a, you know drinks and all that as the host of the party. Um, but you, you just got to slow down. Sure. You can't, it has to be metered. It has to be regulated. You have to be, you have to pace yourself. Yeah. Because you know, the, the other thing is like, let's, you know, forget the bus, forget, forget the trolley, being drunk on the trolley. That's just not good. Like you don't want to be drunk through the pictures, the bridal party pictures, the the bride and groom portraits. Well, because then you're an annoying groomsman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. You're just an annoying groomsman yeah. or, and you're or not there to help at, at any point. Uh, you know, at, at that point, you're not there to help anymore, which is the purpose of the bridal party. Right. Um, you're actually there instead to be more of a hindrance. Right. So let's back up to the beginning of the day. You know, it's it's very, very customary for bridesmaids to be rocking their mimosas and their white claws um, as they're getting ready. And the groomsmen, a lot of times they've got their Miller light, their beer and uh uh, you know, and then they, a lot of times will do a shot before they leave. Totally acceptable. Totally, totally acceptable. acceptable. But you know what? Absolutely. After that, pound a bottle of water on the bus, on the yeah. trolley. Hydration is key. Staying hydrated yeah. and, and pacing yourself. Absolutely. Yep. What happens when you don't pace yourself is you become super annoying to the rest of the wedding party. You become super annoying to the vendors that are trying to get bridal party photos. Sure. Good ones, because you're not listening, you're not paying attention, you're just being a huge distraction. And then if this kind of behavior continues during the speeches, oh gosh, like you're going to sound like an asshole. Yeah, it's not going to be good. Whether you're a bridesmaid or a groomsman, best man, like some of the worst speeches that we've ever heard. Well, actually, some of the worst speeches we've ever heard uh, come from parents, uh, but really, really bad speeches come from people who are drunk while giving a speech, which is a terrible idea. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's, it's so a terrible bad. idea. Because you're gonna you're gonna watch that the next day, and you're just gonna have a moral hangover. Yeah, like holy cow, I said those things. Yeah, you said that you used to have relations with the groom. Way to go. Yeah. yeah. Holy cow. And yeah, that's, that's on gonna, video. That's gonna be forgotten. I'm sure. No, it won't. I know. <laughs> yeah. So alcohol, you know, everybody wants to have a party. Everybody wants to have a good time. Everybody wants to get loose. That's understood. But pace yourself. Um, use some restraint, and uh, and and remember, it's a whole day. It's not a, a specific moment of the day where you can just let loose and, and um, you know lose control. Exactly, and uh, quite often I hear from people, you know, make sure he doesn't drink so much. Make sure he doesn't drink too much. Oh boy. That is not our job. Yeah. That is not the planner's job. (laughs) The planner and the photographer are not going to regulate what you drink. No. And how often and how much. That is totally not why we're here. No. No. By no means. And uh, and, and honestly, there's no way that we can really jump in and say, hey, don't drink that. No, of course not. How how do you think that conversation is going to go down? No. Not well. Yeah. That's not our job. And, you know, in the eyes of the person that's doing the drinking, they're just trying to have a good time. So, like, don't expect the vendors to manage that. Like you have to have grown up conversations with people that you think are going to go overboard. Yep. 
because you don't want them to go. Yeah, and so that's that's great. Actually, um, you know, later on we're going to be talking about setting expectations with parents. But right now, you know, talking about alcohol, set the expectations with your groomsmen, with your bridesmaids. Let them know if you know that some of your uh, groomsmen or bridesmaids don't hold their alcohol well. Or, uh, or they, they tend to get a little wild early. Just have that conversation. Set the expectation. I'm looking for you guys to be able to keep it together so that we have good photos. Yeah. I didn't spend X, Y, and Z so that I could have photos of you looking like a slob. Exactly. Set exactly. the expectations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's super important. Uh, side note, did you know that in Chicago, if you're going to be drinking on the trolley, there needs to be a trolley driver and a quote-unquote security guard. Yeah, that's new. That is somewhat new over like the last two, three years, two something three like years, that. Two or three years, yeah. Um, yeah. However, I was just a wedding this past weekend, and there was no other person on the bus. Right, yeah. So it uh, seems some companies miss. are following, some are not. Yeah, it seems hit and miss. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was actually surprised um, the first time I saw a security guard on the bus and and found out that they were there just to make sure everything was going well. Yeah. Um, well, security guard, again, quote, end quote, right? It's, right, right. It was... The last time I saw a security guard, <laughs> she was four foot two. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah, yeah. you know, 80 pounds. She wasn't securing much. No, no, yeah. not at all. Um, you know, one other thing I just want to throw in there for alcohol consumption. Uh, you know, brides and grooms, uh, your photos are being taken. Video is being taken of you while you're on the dance floor. Uh, don't have a drink in your hand. Yeah, the whole, put the drink down. The whole time. Put the drink down. Yeah. I will um, take drinks out of the hands of the bride and groom. When they're dancing. When they're dancing. In order to get good photos. Especially if it's like a Miller Lite or, or something <laughs> uh, We're not We're not like cheap that. beer hating, but... I mean, but seriously, I'll take that anything out because I want yeah. certain photos. I want photos where the groom is holding the bride, both hands on the bride, and being, not on his beer. Exactly. Yeah, and not exactly. on his beer, not on the uh, not on the wine. Yeah. Uh, like put it down. You know what? After we're done photographing that three minute moment. Yeah. Grab your beer. Yeah. yeah. Take it. Exactly. Take it. Exactly. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't look right uh, if in every photo you have a beer in your hand. It just doesn't. Do you remember the parents of the bride that contacted us? Yes. I already know where because you're Because we took too many photos of the bridal party being inappropriate partying. Yeah. and partying at the reception. Yeah. Now, mind you, they weren't really doing anything too inappropriate. Stuff they sure. were doing was pretty standard. It was fairly mild. Some of it, I mean, they were little, grinding little and dancing here and, and there, yeah. a little twerking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, they, they were definitely having fun. Um, but the parents didn't like the light that they were painted in. Yeah, yeah. So, and again. Some of, that, some of that could have been mitigated by this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just don't yeah. drink as much. Um, you know, could some of that have mitigated by us not photographing those moments? Uh, maybe. 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 But then but again, that's the bride and there. the groom did, you know, they do pay for us to capture yeah. uh, coverage of the dance floor. So if your dance floor looks a certain way, that is what's going to be captured. That's why we're, you know, chatting about alcohol consumption in the first place so that you can uh, kind of create the environment that you want captured. Yeah. 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 And we don't run into the mad mom who doesn't like her daughter twerking in the photos. Yeah. That was, that was interesting. I remember those conversations and they, they were weird. Like I kind of didn't know what to tell this mom because 
Like I can't go back and redo these photos and tell them, Hey, stop dancing like a hoe. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, that's yeah. Uh, too much alcohol is just, just plain bad. Uh, the bride that I was speaking about just a bit ago that I had to stop photographing. I didn't stop photographing just because she was sloshed. Um, I stopped photographing because while she was sloshed, she was grinding on groomsmen. And, uh, that was kind of next level. Yeah. Um, so yeah, alcohol makes people do some pretty stupid stuff. Yes, it does. Uh, let's move on. Uh, you want to talk about parents? Oh boy. Parents. Every, listen, mom and dad are paying for a lot of this. Are they? Maybe. I think it's case by case. Yeah, it is. I I mean, I don't know. Many times mom and dad are paying for a lot of this. And with that comes, uh, expectations and, um, guilt trips yes. if you don't do things the way that mom and dad want to do them. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I think we have to talk about whose wedding it is. Yeah. Um, so there's two sides to this coin, yeah. the way I see it. It's, it's, you know, the stuff that the bride and groom want. So mm-hmm. maybe they want to do some non-traditional stuff. Right. Um, and then there's stuff that the parents want, um, which can be more traditional. So the, the two sides of this is, yes, it's your wedding. Correct. Do what you want. However, relationships are not always that easy, right? Like these are your parents. These are people sure. you have to live with after sure. the wedding and, and see. And is it worth hurting or ruining, ruining? Is it worth hurting or ruining a relationship over some of these wedding ideas? Right. Right. Um, my, my answer is no, it's definitely not worth ruining a relationship or hurting a relationship with your parents sure. or whoever. Yeah. Over something at a wedding. Uh, now, the other side of it is this. And this was explained to me when I was getting buried by my parents, because this is the exact situation that we were in. My parents wanted us to do some stuff that we really didn't want to do. Uh, we didn't do all of it. We did some of it. Um, but the way it was explained to me was the parents have gone to numerous weddings mm-hmm. over the years right. of their friends' kids. Now, they're inviting their friends to come to their children's wedding. Right. It's almost like the people who are coming to their wedding owe the parents something because the parents gave at the other weddings. Uh, So there are certain things that I think parents are entitled to, um, especially if they're paying for the wedding or a good chunk of the wedding or whatever. They're definitely entitled to that. But there's also like... You know, we've been dishing out money for the last five years for these other weddings that we've gone to. Now we're expecting these people to come to our wedding yep. or your wedding yep. to kind of pay some of that tribute back. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think that's totally, they're not in the wrong. No, it's legit. Absolutely. I think it's very valid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, in you know, it, it's worth having a discussion. Like, do we need to invite this friend from your parents' work or your parents' business partner? Right. Uh, yeah, because the, your parents went to their kid's wedding and sure. they paid money to go to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's a part of them that would like to see some of that reciprocated. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's not that's not unrealistic. No, I don't think it and, is. Uh, it's not unreasonable at all. Yeah. So that's a that's a great way to look at that. Um, I think that uh, that one pitfall that brides and grooms fall into is is they die on the wrong battlefield. Um, what I mean by that is, uh, you know, for instance, the way a ceremony goes, maybe mom and dad feel that a ceremony should go a very, very specific way. And the bride and the groom don't want it to go that way. Right. 
or or maybe it's uh whether we get married in a church yeah or whether we get married at a venue that was one of the sticky things for my wedding sure um you know the parents want to do the traditional in a church the couple wants to do at a venue and uh and then the the uh struggle begins you know and so the the question is um are is that matter enough to you to possibly damage a relationship or at least create tension or is that something you can give on are you okay getting married in a church um and and maybe not doing at the venue um you just you have to pick your battles well exactly you definitely have to pick your battles but you also have to pick the way the correct way to approach these battles like putting your foot down and saying no, I don't want to get married in the church is not Recipe necessarily for disaster. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not a great way to approach a conflict, right? I'm sure you can sit down with your parents and have a discussion, or anybody that you're having a disagreement with, like having a discussion and explain why you don't want to be married in the church and why it's not important to you, and maybe you'll understand why it's important to that person. Sure. Um, so I, I think you know picking your battles and. Picking how you fight your battles is important. Super important. Um, yeah, just recently, um, you know, just talking about not dying on the wrong battlefield, um, I found out that one of my couples did want to get married uh, tr- non-traditionally at a venue, and the parents wanted them to get married at a church. So what what they do? Um, they got married at a church. Um, and, uh, and then they, because they bent and went with what the parents actually preferred. They were then able to kind of put their foot down in another area where the mom of the groom really wanted to hijack the family photos and determine, you know, exactly what was going to be in their family formal list. Um, And the couple was able to say, no, you know, we gave you getting married in a church. Right. um, But now we're going to do our list because we don't want to be standing there for two hours doing family photos. So almost like a give and take. Give a little so that you don't have to give a lot. Exactly. And and that works as a a strategy sometimes. I think that's a very, very good. I think that's very good advice. Yeah. Pick the stuff that's not super important to you. Bend on that. Um, you know, and then stick to your guns on stuff that is important to you. Right. And everything, you know, things that are important are different to for different person. people. Yeah, absolutely. What's important to one bride may not be important to another bride. Like I just recently had a bride who couldn't care less. I just recently had a bride who could care less. I just recently had a bride who couldn't care less about pictures of her dress. Right. So we did like three. Sure. Just just to have them. Um, but she wasn't interested in, you know, pictures of her shoes, jewelry, whatever. And Same. that is yeah. totally fine. Absolutely. There's no wrong way to care about what's important to you. Absolutely. What's important to you is what's important to you. And that's totally okay. I, I actually, it's funny you, you mentioned that. I just had the same thing. I had a, a wonderful couple. Uh, absolutely love this couple. I did their engagement session, got to know them pretty well. And, um, and they wanted no prep. They didn't want any of their their getting ready photograph. They wanted to meet at the church and that to be kind of the beginning of the day. And you know what? That's fine. Whatever was important to them is what's important to me as a, you know, as a photographer. I want to make sure that we're capturing what's good for them. Very cool. Let's move on to speeches and toasts. My favorite 
<laughs> thing at a wedding. Oh my gosh. Speeches and toasts. So we're giving people a mic, some of which have uh, public speaking experience. 90% of them don't. 90% don't. Um, and it's always a mixed bag. You really never know what you're going to get. Yeah. 90% of the people don't have any public speaking experience, but 100% of them think that they're funny. Everybody thinks they're funny. At least 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If not more. Um, here's some advice to people giving speeches who are about to give some speeches or, you know, you're standing up at a wedding next year and you're going to give a speech. You're not funny. Don't try to be. Don't try to be. Try you're to be not, sincere. Yeah, you're not there to entertain the crowd. Right. You're there to give wishes, give well wishes to the bride and groom. Absolutely. You're not there to entertain. You're not there to kill at the comedy club. Right. You're not Jerry Seinfeld or whatever. You're not Joe Coy. I think Joe Coy is really funny, but you're not Joe Coy. So don't try to be funny. Um, one of my other biggest pet peeves is when parents recount the life, when parents recount the life of their child. Yeah. And not in a positive light. Well, that's a whole separate discussion that we're going to talk about in a little bit, but I'm sure. just talking about the, you know, he went to this school, he did this, he became a lawyer, he became we a doctor. Really, we that's know. not a speech. We know. Yeah. We're here. We know the groom. We don't need a history lesson. We, exactly. Yeah, we exactly. know where he went to school, what he did, what he accomplished. And we know you're proud. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So say one thing you're proud of and say that you're proud and mm -hmm. look them in the eye when you say that you're proud, Absolutely. because when you're saying that you're proud of your child, don't look at the crowd. You're not talking to the crowd. You're talking to your child or, or, yeah. um, let's talk about bad speeches. Well, biggest uh, pet peeve. Go ahead. <laughs> you, you go first. You and I both have very strong feelings on this. The roasting. Oh God. I, I roasting I someone. See, there, there's a couple different things to say. This roasting, is a tough one too. Yeah, th this is a very tough topic because um, let's talk about roasting the bride and groom during don't a do speech. It. Don't do it. Just, just don't do it. Plain save, and simple. Yeah, save that shit for the rehearsal dinner. Rehearsal dinner is a great time when it's an intimate setting with friends and family to unload and to be goofy and to recount things that should never be yes. said in a yes. wedding speech. Exactly. Don't um, roast them in front of 200 people. It's inappropriate. And period. It's trashy. It's, it's trashy incredibly and trashy. It's inappropriate. Yeah. And don't, just don't do it. Especially if there's video. Oh my God. Like you just made yourself look like an asshole. Yeah. Like I've had some terrible things that I've witnessed uh, in, during speeches. It's, and, and it's terrifying. It's terrifying. It completely changes you the mood. You can hear a pin drop. Yeah. The bride and the groom all of a sudden aren't smiling. It's just, yeah. it's Were, it's were you bad. with me at the wedding where the father of the bride yes. made fun of her for working at Hooters? Yeah, I was When there she was in that. college? Yeah, I was Holy there Holy cow. That. And you could hear. Do you remember the drop. groom's face? Um, yeah, the groom. The groom looked like he was about to go at the dad. Yeah, it was not cool. And the crazy thing about this wedding, it was a highbrow wedding. It, it was not. This was not a cheap no backwoods wedding. Right. Um, not that there's anything wrong with backwoods weddings. No, but just edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> it it was not a lowbrow wedding. 
It was at a nice venue. Sure. The bride and groom looked tremendous that day. Everybody looked tremendous. Everybody looked beautiful. And then here comes this dad. And the dad had the ability at that point to do one of two things. He was able to either paint the bride and the groom in the best light possible and and to elevate them and to honor them on their day. Or he had the ability to talk trash, which is what he chose, yeah. and to absolutely um, devastate his own daughter. Yeah. Um, as a dad myself of daughters, I don't understand how a man could do that. It's messed up. It's messed up. Like I've still, this was years ago, this wedding, and I still remember that he said that he was disappointed when he found out that his daughter was working at Hooters. Dude, if you're disappointed, don't bring that up in your wedding speech. That's not the appropriate time or oh place for anything no. like that. No, and, it's and not. we don't need to hear about whether you've slept with the groom bridesmaids. Please don't tell us if you've, if you, you know, before you met him, ha ha ha. You think that's funny? Nobody thinks that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's Stay move, let's move on to a lighter on. side of the speeches. So, so one of my pet peeves okay. is somebody grabbing the mic, getting the mic and saying, for those of you that don't know me, <laughs> listen, okay. we all know you. We all know you. You're the, the maid of honor. Just announced. You're the best man, and the DJ just announced. The you. DJ just announced. We who know you who are. you are. Don't if, say for those of you that don't know me. Like we've literally put together a highlight reel of all the speeches. It's, it's, it's on the Instagram. It's on Instagram of all the speeches from last year that started with for those, for those of, you, of you that who, don't know me. Yeah, it's so funny, and now everybody says it. Why? Why? We all know you. Say hello. My name is. And then you can say how you know the bride and groom. Or good evening, good evening. everyone. Yes. Thank you for being here for so-and-so and, and so-and-so. That should be the first thing in any speech. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanking the people for attending. Absolutely. They've made an effort to come here. Um, and it should be said. That's the first thing that should be said. Um, I want to jump real quickly to when grooms talk. I so often hear grooms talk and say thank you to these people, those people, parents. There is a lot of people that were involved in the wedding. Absolutely. So it's very yeah. appropriate to thank them. A lot of times, one person that they skip is the bride. Oh. And it, and I always think to my to myself, Don't like, dude, you her. couldn't say anything about how the bride looks, how she makes you feel. Or, or maybe saying thank you for marrying me. Wow. Because like you just pulled off a crazy feat. Yeah. You, you tricked this woman or man into marrying you. You tricked this person into marrying you. So you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's so nice when grooms speak directly to their bride. To the bride. The it day. is. There's, there's a speech. It elevates the level of classiness. It also elevates yeah. your bride which is exactly what you want to do with a speech as a groom. Yes, yeah. exactly. I highly recommend it. Grooms, talk to your brides. Grooms, talk to your grooms. Just, you know, when you're doing a thank you speech, mention them Absolutely. Um, and say some really, really nice stuff. Say some heartfelt stuff. Um, what, in your opinion, is the appropriate length for a wedding toast? There's no reason whatsoever any speech should go more than five minutes. Wow, I was going to say three. 
Yeah, I think I honestly yeah. I think three is appropriate, but I know some people can be a bit long winded. Yeah, so we can land what three to five. Three to five three to minutes five. is appropriate. Any more than five minutes, you lost the, the crowd completely. Oh, I agree. And uh, another thing that I'll mention, um, another just real quick tip, um, and if you don't want to lose the crowd, look at them. Uh, this is for those of the those of you that have. Uh, your speech is written down, whether that's on your phone or whether that's on paper, take a moment and make eye contact with the crowd. Uh, you don't have to look at people directly, look over the tops of their heads, but look in their direction. Uh, folks really want to be engaged. And when you're standing there just reading off of a paper for five minutes, if you don't look up at people, you're going to lose them. So that's a very, very good tip. Um, let's talk about shushing. <laughs> I, I've I've seen I've seen this happen more only and more. Once. I've only seen it happen. You've once. only seen it once. I've yeah. seen it five times in the last like two months. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! So, um, if you have to shush people, there's a couple things that went wrong. Um, the first one's going to be you lost the crowd, and usually that happens because your speech is too long, or there's too many speeches. Uh, the next thing that could go, could have gone wrong is dinner service while the person is speaking. Ooh, meaning yeah. that waiters are walking around bringing food. That should be done in between speeches. This sure. is another reason why you want to keep your speeches short. If your speech is 20 minutes, people are waiting 20 minutes to eat and consider there's more than one speech. So Another reason to keep the speech to, you know, three to five minutes, not 20 and beyond. But again, if you're shushing people, your speech is either too long, you're talking about the wrong stuff, um, or there's dinner service happening during your speech. Um, and the caterer, the captain of the, the catering team is literally waiting for the speech to end so that they can bring the next course out many times. Yeah. And if you go more than three to five minutes, you're going to put the, the caterer, you're going to put the food service behind, uh, which will eventually push everything behind. And, and that can be a problem for the bride and the groom. Yeah. And then the bride and groom are wondering what happened. Well, you've got 60 minutes worth of speeches here. Oof. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I've seen this a number of times where People's speeches are so long that they're literally stopping their speech to shush people. Again, if you're shushing people, you have lost the crowd. They don't care about what you're saying. That's a fact. So, yes, people need to be considerate. People need to not talk during speeches. But at the same time, your speech should not be longer than five minutes. Right. Three to five minutes is max. Figure out what you want to say. Write it down. Um, th this is what, what kind of blows my mind about speeches that go over five minutes. You've had a year to write this speech, six months to write the speech. You're telling me that you couldn't have put together a rough draft that you could have bullet pointed and edited down into a succinct message, right. a concise message sure. rather than rambling on and on like I am right now. But a podcast is different than... A wedding speech. Absolutely. Right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when the speaker is shushing people, it sucks. It changes the tone of the room. Like people's faces go from smiling to, you know, what the fuck? Like Absolutely. what just happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People sit there and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah. 
Not good. Not good. Shushing. I, I'll tell you um, one surefire way to find yourself uh, disconnected from your audience is to present anything in video. Oh my God. That was the next thing I wanted to see. Is it? Were yeah. you going to go there? Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you, if you want to lose a crowd instantly, then do a video presentation or photos or, uh, or anything that's visual rather than you giving a speech, you will instantly lose your crowd. Like a math problem on a chalkboard. Don't get me started. Or dodgeball at the the groom with the bridesmaids. Uh, we've, we've seen it all, guys. We've seen it all. Not necessary. The like stuff like that is fine if that's the only thing you're doing. But if you're giving a presentation and you're doing a solve the math problem and you're doing dodgeballs, like oh boy, that speech was twenty nine minutes. Yes. Yeah. And. Of course, you're going to have to shush people. You've lost them after five minutes. Yeah. I, again, this is this is something that could be presented at a rehearsal dinner. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, Everybody that is at that head table was at the rehearsal dinner, plus some family. You could have easily done all of that. This would there. have been a more appropriate place. Absolutely. Even though I would say that rehearsal dinner would suck. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Utilize the rehearsal dinner for your weird speech, roast, and toast ideas. You know, at the wedding, keep it short and sweet. Three to five minutes. Simple. Remember that it's, uh, you know, if you're giving a a speech, remember that it's a toast and it's well wishes. And and please, um, remember it's not about you. We really don't need to hear um, your entire life story and how you met the bride and everything that you did. Or how you met the groom and, um, you know, all of all of your life's I lost it. Life story. Uh, focus on the bride and groom and paint that, them in the best light possible. Yeah. Give them well wishes. That's what the speech is for. Not to focus on on you and inside toast. jokes. It's a toast. Yeah. Toast them. Absolutely. Pick three traits that you love about them. Talk about that. And just remember, you're not funny. Most people are not funny. You're not supposed to be. Heartfelt and warm will always go further than making bad jokes. And and please do not do inside jokes. Um, Nothing worse than two people laughing and the rest of the room scratching their heads. Yeah, exactly. Um, So here's a recipe for a really, really good speech. Start off by thanking the host. Thank the wedding party, congratulate the couple, talk about two to three traits, and possibly add a little bit of humor, but not inside jokes. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, let the humor be, let, let it be subtle. Don't try and make a, a, a full joke out of it, as Peter said before. So. Absolutely. And, and it's okay to be simple and meaningful. It doesn't have to be this grandiose, like you're going to see this person tomorrow or in a week. Just make it meaningful. Look at them, talk to them, and be sincere. And don't be drunk. Don't drink too much, especially before giving a speech. Let's talk about the reading the speech off the phone. The phone. So bad. It looks so bad on photos. It looks so bad on video. Um, Print your speech out, and your speech should not be written out. It should be bulleted points. 
because if it's written out, you're going to read it. Um, and reading it, it never sounds good. It, sounds it never terrible. looks good. You're yeah. always looking down at the paper. Unless you're a professional and know how to. But you're not a professional. Deliver that. 90% yeah. of cases, you're not professionals at orating or emceeing or whatever. So take some time and prepare. It will go so much further than you just going up there and reading a pre-written speech that you have on eight pages. I'll, I'll quickly, I'm going to quickly uh, tell you about the longest speech that I've ever witnessed in my career. 48 minutes. No. 48 minutes. <gasps> no way, dude. 48 minutes. The parents of the bride um, talked for 48 minutes. There was a song involved. The mother of the bride sang, despite her daughter uh, telling her not to. Oh, my gosh. Um, and it was awful. It was, in fact, so awful. And dinner service ran so late. Mind you, there was other speeches. Dinner service ran so late that the parents of the groom were unable and didn't want to give a speech following that. That's a shame. Because no matter what they said, it would have been lost on the crowd. Yeah. Because the crowd the, was the so crowd had had out. it at that point, and the caterer was so mad. Oh, I'm sure because the food got cold. Yeah, like caterers have a specific amount of time to get the food out. Yep. So when a speech goes from five minutes to forty eight minutes, that food's going to be cold. And at that point, and you have to you, everything gets pushed back, and you're going to have to extend video and photo yeah. coverage. Right. So that's that's a very monetary. Yeah, you've just cost the bride and groom a thousand dollars. Yeah. And That's, now they're pissed at the caterer because the food's cold when the caterer has no control over that That's because the speech shame. went wow. over and it didn't just go over by like five minutes. We're talking 48 minutes. I remember this like it was yesterday. The bride and groom came up how, to me and the bride was pretty much in tears. How oblivious. How oblivious. How narcissistic. Uh, oh, my I, God. I don't even know what to say. I, I 48 was, minutes. I was floored. I was floored. I timed it. Did I, uh, did did we do video for that wedding? There, no. This was years and years ago. There, I don't think they had video. Um, very nice wedding. Very nice couple. Just the parents were. Uh-uh. Wow. Yeah. If I if I remember correctly, by the time the reception came around, the mom already made the bride cry three times that day. Oof. So this, this is a, and, a, a special and yes, case. This is a very special case. And yes, there was a planner. There Ooh. was a planner and the parents couldn't care less about what the planner said. So they just went so rogue the entire day. It, it was not good. It was not good. And 48 minutes. Like, how do you wrap your head around that? I mean, at that point, I would think there'd be some DJ intervention or, or some type of intervention. That's, that's just, that's insane. There was. And they and didn't it, get the cues. And it didn't go well. Oh, boy. It didn't go well. And then there was a lot of shushing. Oh, goodness. Uh, a lot of wagging the finger at people to stop talking. It was just a really, really bad situation. That's a shame. Yeah. So, again, this just goes back to setting expectations. Um, making sure that those people that are giving a speech understand that if they go outside of the allotted time, yeah, that uh, that it is going to impact many things other than just their speech. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that 48 was forty-eight minutes. minutes. Can you believe that? 
Um, as a photographer, I would probably be finished getting photos after about five. Yeah, that's what happened. Like I just went and stood off to the side because I've literally photographed this person 30 times from in the same angles. pose. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, obviously as a photographer, you want to get different angles and different focal lengths, yada, yada. That was all done within five minutes. Yeah. So the, the rest of the time we just kind of stood there and I stood next to the planner and we just kept looking at each other like how much longer is this going to go on? And, and the DJ tried to intervene. The planner tried to intervene. Nope. Nope. The parents made it very much about them. And That's I remember shame. how angry the groom's parents were. Sure. They well, were they, didn't, they didn't get an opportunity to speak. And even if they got up there to speak after that, their, their audience had been lost. Yeah. But what an impact not to be able to wish your son well on his wedding day. Yeah. Wow. Don't, don't, wow. Be, don't be those people. Don't be those people. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of that, I've heard some incredible speeches. I've heard some incredible speeches. We recently did a wedding um, where the brothers of the groom got up to give a speech. And, uh, you know, paired speeches aren't always the best, but these two brothers were eloquent and gave an amazing speech. Everything that they said lifted up the couple. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and that that stuck in my mind as an, a great speech. Yeah, that, that's on your Instagram, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's so great. That's the way to give a speech. Yeah. Uplifting, um, positive, best wishes, you know, uh, thanking people that came out that night. Those types of things are just, that, those are classy. That's how you want to remember a speech. Yeah, and, and these guys were awesome. They did a really, really amazing job. Um, and I remember their parents were proud of them. The groom was so happy. The bride was just smiling ear to ear. Um, I remember a wedding from a few years back, the sister of the bride. Um, I think she was a French major at the time and, and she was a writer, um, and a poet and just gave this incredible speech in front of like 400 people. Remember this, this girl was like 22 at the time. Very young. Wow. Um, huge, tremendous speech in front of 400 people. Like, you know, she was shaking before and after the speech, but she, but she got through it. It was amazing. And it ended up being, um, the, the kind of cornerstone of their video. Sure. She quoted a lot of poetry, not a lot. Again, her speech was five minutes max. And the things she said were absolutely beautiful. I remember that was one speech that I listened to as a photographer and I had tears in my eyes. Yeah. And, yeah. and typically, I'm not affected by these things um, because, I, hey, I'm working and a lot of times they're just underwhelming. Sure. Um, so I tune them out. But this one was so good um, that it was, it was really beautiful. And, and the fact that video was there to capture that dialogue really made it way more special because reliving that speech was, is just so nice. And, and I remember listening to it over and over and over when we made the video, it was just amazing. It was yeah. amazing. And, you know, not everybody can do that. I understand that, but that's why you want to keep it short and sweet. That's why you want to, you know, um, thank people. And that's why you want to uplift the couple. Um, so just follow these recipes and, it, and it's going to work. Like, don't say anything stupid. <laughs> don't say inside jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody gets them. Nobody cares. Right. If you want to do an inside joke, 
do it on the trolley, do it on the bus, right? Do it one-on-one with the bride and groom. Those are appropriate places. Yeah. In the middle of your speech is not the appropriate place. You're in, you're in mixed company. Remember your audience. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I think that's kind of it. That's about it. I think today. we covered a lot on this, uh, on this podcast and, um, really hope that it does help out a little bit. Um, you know, whether you're giving a speech or whether you're, uh, you're kind of thinking about how much you're going to drink on your wedding day or, uh, or how you're going to deal with your parents on certain things. I just, I hope that, you know, some of what we said, uh, is able to help you on your journey, getting ready to get hitched. Yeah. So, uh, see you next time. And uh, if there's anything specific that you feel we should talk about or want us to talk about or let want some know. advice on it, uh, let us know. Go to chicagopodcast.com and uh, give us that feedback. I uh, will we'll see you next time. Next time. Take care. Bye. I feel.